Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Cookout, the villain versus timeless, where good always wins. Uh, the call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. The hero is here, is not here with us, but here with us in spirit. The villain is holding you down with you for the next fifty eight plus minutes, talking all things sports here on the Sports City Chefs Network. I also got my uh, other co-host on my side, one of my other arch nemesis. It's kind of like uh, I don't know. Uh, I would say Dr. Doom and Magneto or something like two villains that just can't get along or maybe Red Skull. I don't even know if you, whatever you want to call it, maybe the Kingpin. I don't know. I don't know. He's repping every area code that there is, um, every zip code that's on your postal map. Um, He's been there. He's done that. He's in a different one today. Serious Aaron Simmons. What's going on, bro? What's going on, baby? It's your boy, Serious, repping that 412. In the 703, and actually sitting live from the 702 right now, man. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys on the call. Let's look out. Let's get to work. Yeah, absolutely, man. Having a lot of fun out there, I can see. Um, the villain is, is is obviously jealous. The villain wishes he was there. Um, but then again, I'm glad I'm not there because I would have to be around you, and that just does not – that's just not going to work for me right now. Yo, but, uh, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> not, not today, sir. Not today, sir. Not today. Not today. All right, all right. I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be, be good. Around uh, me, man. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not, no, not really. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, listen, let's get to work, man. Uh, I was going to go right in to the big news from last night and Stephen Curry, but I definitely got to talk about um, this, uh, this game going on right now. I don't know if you're um, – if you're even following some of the NBA games, I'm not sure if you, you've been um, watching some of the games down there or you're still at the tables hitting it hard. But right now on uh, you know national TV, well, first of all, the Cavaliers are destroying the Rockets, so that makes me feel good. They're up by like 33 points. But uh, the Lakers and Mavericks on on prime time on ESPN right now. The Mavericks holding a 50, a 50 to 47 lead. No Luka Doncic. I mean, and the Lakers 
have their big three and the Lakers are losing right now. Uh, the the big thing for me, the big takeaway, I've been kind of watching this game uh, a little bit, you know, in and out, trying to put the kids to bed, all that good stuff. Anthony Davis, <laughs> five points on five shots and five turnovers. WTF. Like, I, 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 I just can't figure this guy out. I mean, he's – they need him to be to step it up. I'm I'm watching him shoot air balls from three, not being assertive and, and taking advantage down low. I mean, he, this guy, I, I just can't with this guy. Um, I don't know if you've been watching it, but the first half for for Anthony Davis is one to forget. I mean, he's just struggling right now. The Lakers, fifteen and thirteen right now, but I mean, losing on the road to Dallas, the series. I don't know if you've seen any of that. Yeah, yeah. So I've been in and out of, um, of different sports books and rooms throughout uh, the first part of this game. And to be, for me, to be painfully honest with you, what's been going on, honestly, has been nothing, nothing new. I mean, if you've been watching Anthony Davis mm. and the Los Angeles team all season long, this has been a team that has been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and has relied on LeBron James' greatness to, to carry them. I do still believe that at the end of the day, that the Lakers team is going to find a way to win this ball game, um, but it doesn't look good. You know, there, there have been reports and rumors about a potential trade that that, that Russell Westbrook may be that may be dealt out of there, and um, obviously Anthony Davis. I'm not sure if he's 100 percent healthy, but he hasn't looked the part. Mm. Um, and again, LeBron James has been in and out of the lineup all all season long. So the fact that they're struggling right now versus the Dallas Mavericks team, that in my opinion plays significantly better. Uh, without Luca on the floor, you know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. spread the spread the floor more, and you know other people get involved, and it makes it very difficult for them to guard with him not on the floor. Now, I'm mean, I'm not trying to poo-poo his greatness and how good he is, but when you are able, when you got to defend all five instead of just you know one or two, um, it makes it very very difficult. So. Um, I think they'll have to find a way to, to get this done. I, I think that the stars will eventually shine, but right now it's not a good look, and I do agree with you. Something has to happen with the LA Lakers. Yeah, I think the Dallas is, hasn't won a game when Luka's out of the lineup, but I, it's a different ball game when he's not in the lineup. I think right now they have 28 points in the paint. They're only I think they've made only three threes the whole game. They're much more of an inside-out team than an outside-in or, you know, one, you know, one and four type of team. So um, I, I'm looking at that and it's just a different, it's just, just a different style all, all around. I think uh, Porzingis kind of gets the ball in his spots instead of trying to hang out on the perimeter on the wing or in the corners, he, he's real able to operate down low. So, but to your point, man, I just, listen, Anthony Davis, can you please stand up? I mean, this is ridiculous. You're supposed to be one of the top five players in the league and you're doing nothing like, you know, and I know it's only one game, but it's, it's, it's like you're, you're, he's putting up an unimpressive 24 points a game. Like it's, it's like a not impactful, you know, not really, you know, game changing 24 points. It's like a really quiet 24 points to be honest with you. So um, I, I just, he's got to do better. He's got to do much better. I think um, I, I was watching the game and, you know, Westbrook kind of recklessly going up and down the court. That's his game, you know. And, you know, rumors of, you know, that there's internal discussions about uh, Westbrook possibly being on the trade market. I think today, the 15th is the first day 
that some con- you know most contracts um, under the rules can be traded, uh, first year players and all that. So um, it's a, it's it's now his name starting to come up in discussions. So um, I, I don't know if you've heard anything. I it, there it's more rumor than anything, but I def- definitely just kind of want to touch on it because of the Lakers struggle. Serious. I mean. Um, how do you think this is going to work out? Can can LeBron make it work in LA? You know, honestly, I'm not too sure. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, like the whole thing with Russell Westbrook and Houston, you know, you bring, uh, you bring him in to play with somebody that he's close to, that he has familiarity with. Um, and the way he plays doesn't match. Like he has to be, the only guy, you know, we saw what it did for him in OKC. That's how he got his name on the map. Uh, but he's not one that can play with other superstars. Um, so I figured if anywhere he'd be able to make it work, it would be the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? He's a Cali boy. He's come out there. Um, and, you know, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you know, all he had to do was kick his spots and take over when – the other two were having an off night or whatever the case may be. Um, but ultimately, he's more of a liability on the floor uh, because of his erratic ball play and the way he plays the game. Um, he's a turnover magnet. He goes from zero to 100 real effing quick. And at times, that makes sports in our highlights, but that's detrimental to team play and team development. Um, and, again, this is all mm-hmm. that I've been preaching for since he came into the league. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if the financials are going to work out that they move him. I mean, I may need to add another team into the mix, but it wouldn't shock me if he if he was dealt at the deadline, if not before. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, you know, listen, LeBron, he had to sign off for him coming here. I think he thought, you know, I'm LeBron, I can make it work with anybody, but I don't, I just don't think their styles mesh. Uh, he's too ball dominant. I think, and it's not a bad thing for him to be ball dominant, but I think it's the fact that he's reckless with the ball. I mean, he is a walking triple-double, but it's at the expense of, like, really four to five turnovers a game. And as a point guard, you just have to take better care of the basketball. So I don't know if they'll be able to trade him. I don't know if they'll be able to find a partner um, to dance with, so to speak, but – you know, I, I don't think – I just don't really feel like it's a fit. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before they have to make some kind of moves because I, I just don't see them eclipsing the Suns <laughs> – eclipsing the Suns uh, – or, or, or the Warriors right now in the West with the team currently constructed. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But speaking of the Warriors, obviously the big news from last night that Sirius tried to stick it to my – stick it to the side of me, you know, like I cared, but I do care. I mean, I care because, you know, it's it's a record, but I don't care it happened against the Knicks. Only, only serious wants to try to make misery at us. I, I have enough misery in my life. Um, you know, I, I'm a Knicks fan that, you know, we're struggling four games under 500. The Giants uh, are struggling mightily. I only thing I have good going right now is my UConn Huskies. Um, you know, but you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't bring me down. You, you know, it's like the, the odds, I'm serious. You can't bring me no more bad news. Um, but either way, wow, um, wow, wow. 
<laughs> exactly. Don't nobody bring me no bad news. No bad news. No. Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, that's straight whiz. That, that's the whiz. That ain't the Wizard of Oz. That's the whiz. Come on now. That's the whiz. Exactly. The whiz. So my bad. I said yeah, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The whiz. It with uh, with Michael Jackson. Come on, man. That's a classic. Um, exactly. No bad Anna news. Anna Ross and company. What's your problem? What's your problem? Exactly. It was classic. Classic. Um, that was my introduction to the Wizard of Oz. Um, but the real talk, um, Steph, Steph Curry broke the record last night against the Knicks. Um, you know, he got, um, he got his, his two, was it 2,974th three pointer, uh, and did it in record time to pass Ray Allen, um, who was there, you know, his record stood for 10 years. Ray Allen was in the building. And then the man that Ray Allen actually passed was doing the broadcast, uh, Reggie Miller, two, two great shooters, two of the great shooters of all time. Um, so I, I, there's a lot to unpack, but Sarah, I'd love to get your opinion on just in general, uh, Steph Curry breaking the record. Where does he rank as a shooter all time at, at, at this point in his career? And where do you think he'll finish? You know, if you're talking about the one of the greatest shooters of all time, it really starts and ends with Steph Curry for me. You know, for, mm-hmm. for what he has been able to accomplish and the amount of times it took to accomplish it. I think I saw a stat today that it took him 765 or something like that game for him to mm-hmm. accomplish a record that has stood for 10-plus years. Um, so I tip my cap to him for what he's been able to accomplish um, and as far as, you know, where he ranks as far as, you know, players or shooters, again, he's right up over the top of me. I, I do like the fact that all three men were in attendance. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they all, you know, were, were rooting for him and pulling for him. Um, the fourth guy on, on the list, you know, Kyle Corver, I'm not sure what he where he was at, but um, the fact that he has, you know, Ray Allen on the road, in the garden, you know, and, and, and it, it, it's pretty, pretty special. You know, I, I like to give you a lot of trash, but there's a lot of magical mm-hmm. things that tend to happen in the garden besides the Knicks winning games, but I'll leave that alone. But, you know, uh, Michael Jordan always <laughs> loved playing in the garden. Kobe loved playing in the garden. Um, any, any great performer, uh, whether you talk about sports or entertainment, you know, oh, love, love shut down the garden, you know what I'm saying? Anybody who's anything likes to show off in the garden of the school that if it didn't happen at home, it happened in the garden. So I, I tip my cap in for that, and we'll see where he lands, man. I mean, right now the words are rolling, and reinforcements are on the way. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you can't say enough about him. I mean, he's just kind of indicative of the change – um, in culture, I, I, I think, you know, when we were growing up, there were great shooters when we were growing up. And, and a caller in queue, I'm going to bring you in in a minute. Um, you know, you know, I grew up watching probably, you know, Reggie Miller terrorize my Knicks. But then you had like Mark Price. Um, Larry Bird was a great shooter. But they, they didn't shoot the volume of threes that they do now. It's just a different game. So, um, and Steph Curry is one of those guys that led the way. I think Ray Allen was a great shooter. I loved him at UConn and watching him in the pros um, become a great, really, you know, I knew he was a good shooter, really good shooter in college, but he became a great shooter. But it's just a different game that Steph Curry has taken it to another level. And, 
you know, you got to give him his flowers. Um, he, he, you know, he, he, he's going to – I think he'll get to 4,000 in his career, um, and, and then we'll go from there. But, yeah, clearly he's going to go down as probably the greatest, you know, shooter that we've ever seen. Um, we'll dig a little bit more into that. But calling it from the 615 – is a friend of the program. Um, I'm going to bring him in right now, Mr. Harvey. Michael, what's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, we're, we're, we're braving uh, crazy high winds in Iowa today, man. Uh, um, 70, 80, 90 mile an hour winds. Uh, storm blowing oh. and It's pretty crazy. It's like in the 50s. Just kind of unseasonably warm this time of year. Things flying mm-hmm. everywhere, so... Bat things down, try to hold on, man. But uh, hey, we're uh, we're hanging in there. I, nobody's gonna catch this record, guy. Like to me, like I I want to mm-hmm. see somebody even come close to touching his his one season record before I can even think about anybody coming close to his career because he's done this in multiple seasons. I mean, um, just unconscious shooter. I mean, maybe Larry or somebody could have shot close to that level, you know, if if they were in the game. That, that, that shot it like that, but um, yeah, man, it, it it's ridiculous. It's crazy to watch, and you know, you spoke of Ray Allen. Um, I, I saw something that said that his average distance uh, for three pointers is like a good foot plus further than Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Like his, the average distance of his made shots are like. Mm-hmm. 25 and a half feet or something versus like 24 and some change or whatever. So, I mean, just sick, sick, unbelievable range. Yeah, I mean, you know, you bring up a great point, and that's what I was going to segue into, and I'll, I'll kick it to you, Sirius, first. I think, um, like I said, I think it will easily get to 4,000. Um, Sirius, do you think this record will be eclipsed? You know, like we thought Reggie Miller's mark wasn't going to get touched. And then when Ray Allen took it, you know, I, I think we knew Steph Curry was was a guy that would be, you know, be a, a, a candidate. But uh, at the pace he did it, it's just remarkable. And, and he's still got a good four or five years left in his career. I think he's 33 years old right now. So he's got probably longer than that, um, you know, but who knows. But um do you serious? Do you think this record will be eclipsed? You know, you mentioned this in the thread, and I do agree with you. You know, records are made to be broken. I just don't foresee, as of right now, anybody being able to eclipse that. I mean, when you start to look at the shooters in today's game, Dane Dollar comes to mind, James Harden comes to mind. Um, maybe the injuries and the rehabilitation have put years on to the career of Clay Thompson. But, you know, mm. I, I have a hard time imagining anybody shooting it at the caliber and at the uh, percentage that he has. Keep in mind, he's playing alongside these guys. You know what I'm saying? He's playing alongside Dane Dollar. So for every three that Dane has, Steph hits four. For every three that Harden right. hits, you know, Steph hits three. You know what I'm saying? So – um, these the, the shooters that are that I'm looking at are playing in the same era as him, so I have a hard time seeing this, you know, this eclipse. Um, and that's pretty crazy when you start to think about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think TP had, had mentioned it in our thread that no, he doesn't think it would be broken, and I think Mike kind of echoes that. I disagree because I love disagreeing with, with TP, but that's my brother. Um, I think the person that's going to break the record isn't in the league right now. Um, I, it can, because to me, I think the game is changing to, to a point where – um, yeah, you could probably average what maybe their teams shoot about what twenty to thirty threes a game. Where probably uh, twenty years ago, you know, the most was maybe ten attempts a game. So I think if there are going to be more shooters and there's going to be more people practicing it, so I think the volume is just going to go up. And I I honestly feel like eventually, even though this is a record that. We we feel like nobody can catch it. I think that's fool's goal. I think that the person isn't in the league. They're going to come up. We've never heard of them, like at this point right now. But I think it's it, the record will be broken because I feel like it's a shooter's league, and I feel like eventually somebody will come along. I don't think they'll be as good a shooter as Steph Curry, but the volume will, will play out, and they'll they'll get the chance. They'll get the opportunity. So, um, but until then. We could just sit here and marvel at at Steph Curry. I can sit here and say he should be a Nick, um, and and it hurt my heart that we just one more pick, man, one more pick, and we uh, oh the possibilities. But seriously, uh, <laughs> like you know he's he's we've never seen any anything like him. Like we've seen, like I said, we've seen great shooters, Larry Bird was a great shooter and he's a great trash talk and all that. And Ray Allen and Reggie Miller was something nobody was that we had never seen anybody like Reggie Miller when he was in his prime, but it's just, it just keeps going up. And Steph Curry is just something different. He's just something different. Let me ask you, let me ask you this question. Just playing devil's advocate here. And because I like to mm-hmm. Do you believe honestly that if Steph Curry were a Nick? He would have broken this record. And let me go ahead and give you a two-parter here. The system okay. and the style that Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson ran in, in Golden State was literally tailor-made for step. Like, from the moment he puts on his shoes and drives his, his car into the parking lot, this brother has a green light. And I'm not sure if you have been able to flourish in any other system but the system that he's in. We sit here when we talk about football and talk about the reason why Tom Brady, you know, is who he was is because of the system that he played in. The reason why this guy is who, who he is, the reason why this guy struggled is because he's in the wrong system. Do you believe that if Steph was in New York or anywhere else that he would have flourished the way he's currently flourishing now? I'll answer that, and then I'll kick it to Mike. I think he would have broken the record. I think people forget how good he was at Davidson um, and how 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 he scored. He wasn't a, a, a traditional point guard. He was always a, a off the dribble, not an off the dribble, but off a pick and, and screening roll kind of guy. So um, I feel like, yes, he would have broken the record. Would he have won championships? Probably not. I think you you look at the type of player he was. I think you fit the system around him. I think early in his career in Golden State, they kind of adapted to him and evolved. 
I don't think they would have got as lucky as in New York as they would have in Golden State to say like they would have gotten Draymond Green or they would have got a space uh, a, a floor spacer like Clay Thompson to join him in in New York. I, I think he would have been on a much different team, but a team tailored to his you know talent. So I think he would have gotten the record, but I don't think he would have won chips. Mike, what do you think about Steph Curry if he would have been a Nick? I think he would have broken it probably just because he's such a good shooter. I agree with you. I don't know that he would have had all the success, and I don't know that he would have done it as soon. Um, I mean, because Mm -hmm. all the things are in place for him to be this dynamic, but I I just think he's an absolute pure shooter. I love seeing him in college, too. Um, I mean, his range is from, I mean, I guess they're, their new stadium now is in San Francisco, and his range is all the way to Oakland, pretty much shooting basketball. So, um, I mean, I think he could have done the same thing from uh, the Jersey Shore to <laughs> to New York. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it. I think he still would have been there. Um, it just might have taken a little longer. That's kind of how I feel. Serious. What do you think? Do I think you would have broken as a member of New York Knicks? Yeah. Is that the question? I don't. Yeah. Do you think? Do you? Do you so you don't think he would have broken out? Okay. I I, I don't. And you think and, it's and because me, of the system? Why, like, I I I, th- I think it's because of the system. I think it's because the the culture and the way that they play ball out in in Golden State when when he got drafted and Mark Jackson was able to realize his talent and he put him, you know, in, in a position where to be successful and taught him how to how to rehearse and do his things, and then, you know, Kerr got there, and he just let the man do help, and then they drafted and put the pieces around him, you know, to to, to let him be him. Like, I, I don't think the Knicks get a Draymond Green. I don't think the Knicks get a Clay Thompson. I don't think the Knicks, you no. know, get, 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 get all these guys that, you know, were instrumental mm-hmm. and influential in setting the screens and, and, and moving with all the basketball and things of that nature that set, that set stuff up. Um, I mean, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put in the work and he's gonna shoot and whatever it gets to be because we saw him do it at Davidson. But ultimately, I think that the system that was cultivated and the system that was birthed there in Golden State made this for a much easier uh, situation. Not to mention, again, the timing of which he did it. Like he did it in seven hundred, you know, seven hundred and sixty some odd games. Like that that that's unheard of. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it, it took Ray Allen over a thousand games to get his record, and Steph did it in a quarter of that time because of the system that he mm-hmm. put in. So, I mean, hindsight being 2020, he, I mean, maybe the Knicks get a decent coach and blah, 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 or the other, another team gets a different coach and they figure it out. But I honestly believe that the system that Steph Curry has put in made it very easy for him to break his record. Well, th- just keep this in mind. He's rookie year in 2009. Mike D'Antoni was the coach in New York. I think he would have figured it out. I think the system would have worked. So um, I, I, I just want to put that out there. But um, it's, a, it's a fascinating conversation. I definitely think he wouldn't have had the same supporting cast in Golden State that he would have had in New York. That's, I think that's a clear fact. That did, I, I think the luck of the draw, I don't think the Knicks would have been smart enough to draft Draymond Green in the second round. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just wouldn't have done it. So, um, But I, I think they would have had the coach and pro- possibly a system that he could have flourished in. But, you know, when he came into the league, 
he was also, um, you know, there was questions. What fascinates me is because there were questions of his durability because he was hurt his first couple of seasons, right? Like he had the ankle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had the ankle issue to the point where they didn't want to give him a really big contract because it, there was a high risk, high reward. And then I, I think he proved that he could stay healthy and then he started to win. So it was a, it was an easy trade-off. but you know, there was a time that well, they, the you, they, yeah, they had the surgery and they didn't, we didn't know that to, to see where he is now and to where he could have been after that surgery is truly remarkable. And that's why I really want to give him his flowers because um, we, who knows, who knows what could have happened. Like we just didn't know if he was going to be, if he was going to be able to stay in the league, he would have had an injury like um, uh, um, Odin. Um, and, and that would have been it. You know what I mean? So um, just hats off to the he guy. He, he, he's a, Huh? Speaking of Odin, I'm going um, to yeah. ask you a question and we can move on. I saw sure. a meme the other day about how Greg Odin and Zion Wilson just years later, based off the injury <laughs> and the weight and everything, um, what do you, like, what, what, how do you feel Zion's going to play out? Like, We've seen, we seen him on the sidelines, and he is as big as God knows what. There was another setback to his rehabilitation and his recovery where the Pelicans once again shut him down. Um, are, are we looking at Greg Oden again, or you know, maybe he takes a year off, gets himself back right, and he comes back in 2022? Like, what's your opinion on this whole Zion Wilson thing? Uh, Mike, I'll let you go first. What do you think about Zion and his setbacks with his injuries right now? I mean, it's a foot injury, and, you know, you just mentioned Odin, and, you know, once that foot messes up, you never know if it's going to be right. And, you know, we talked about it before. Zion looks like he ate by us. And so, mm. um, and we talked about this last week. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, he's getting big in the off season. Is he working? Is he trying to do things to to get himself into into playing shape or anything else? Or did he just get his contract and happy? Because it's interesting. I was just talking to um, a guy who has followed college hoops for years. Has a good podcast that I really enjoy listening to. And he was saying, like, in a high school level, the kid's work ethic was uncanny. Uh, you know, South Carolina kid worked really hard. And so I I don't really understand um, what's happening here. Um, you know, I, I, he I had injuries in college. Question. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Fin- finish my I can't even answer that question. Fin- finish your question. No, I mean, we, no, we, I mean but we, we – we look at it. I mean, the guy was already injury prone in college. We saw him blow through a tennis shoe in college. We saw all these different things go on. And when you start seeing this many injuries early on in a career, to me, red flags and warning signs go up. And you just wonder if it's sad because there's so much potential and so much ability there. And it, it you know, you, you really fear that it's never going to be realized. Go ahead, Sirius. 
so my, my, my take on it is that, you know, when you're in high school, when you're in college, you're hungry. You want to prove yourself. You want to be able to get the max dollar. You want to, if you're in high school, you want the dudes from the North Carolinas and the, and the, and, and, and the big schools to look at you. When you get to that big school, like you got to do, you know what I'm saying? You want to be in the first overall draft pick and you want to do all that sort of stuff. I think, honestly, again, this may be me, you know, kind of speaking out of turn, but he, he got lazy. He, he really got lazy. Like, again, we, we, we have talked about it at nauseum on, on this network and, and, and on the barbershop, for that matter. Like, if, if, if he can't run, you know what I'm saying, if he has an issue with his foot that prohibits him from doing the cardiovascular exercise that he used to do to maintain his weight and to maintain what he's been able to do, then you alter your diet. You figure out a different way. That way it doesn't cause more damage on your foot. Let's keep it a buck. If you are a heavy set person, you know what I'm saying, the bulk of your injuries are on your lower extremities, your legs, your knees, your feet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can't keep stuffing beignets in your face and big maps in your face and expecting to be able to, 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 to run and jump and do what you need to do and accept what to stay off. Like, I, I don't know who was advising him. I don't know why he thought that, you know, not altering what you were doing was going to be beneficial. But in my opinion, he got hurt or whatever the case may be, and he got lazy. And now that he's trying to make a comeback, he, he, again, I, 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 think, I, I think his home psyche's off. You know, as, as an athlete myself, and yeah, we've all played the game and coached the game and been around the game long enough. When you can't play, it messes with your head. It really does. But because you can't play and mess with your head, you go into somewhat of a depression. And so when people get depressed, they do different things. Some people, you know, self-medicate. Some people harm themselves. Some people stuff themselves with food. You know, I do believe that Zion Williamson is of the latter based off of how he was sitting on the benches every time the Pelicans are on. You know, I think somebody needs to talk to him and be like, yo, man, jump on this diet, you know, walk on a treadmill, do what you need to do, get yourself that bright. You know, if surgery is either have the surgery, you know, I mean, don't be like Michael Thomas and wait late and have the surgery and mess up your whole season. I think he got by on talent, serious. And, Mike, I think he, he didn't have – he worked hard, but he didn't have to work as hard because he was always as talented as anybody else. Um, and now with this injury, I think he's kind of seeing that you have to work hard like LeBron does in the off season and take care of yourself. I'm looking at it from the perspective of, you know, you can't use the season to get in shape. You know what I mean? You got, it's all about diet. I mean, I said it last week, I, we, me and Mike talked about it on the, um, cook at, on the cafe. Listen, it's all about diet when you're trying to lose the weight. So, uh, I think he has to be more committed to what he puts in his body so he can get the most out of it. But I'll flip it right back to you, Sirius, and then I want to talk about um, one more um, basketball note. But um, if you're the Pelicans and you have Zion, you, you have to shut him down, right? I think they should shut him down for the rest of the year because of this latest setback uh, with the injury. I think Shams reported it um, from the athletic or whatever. So, um do you invest in, in Zion long-term, knowing what you know right now in the first couple of years? I mean, he is a generational talent. You don't want to pass on him. But, I mean, do you invest 
guaranteed money and build your franchise around this guy? I think that question needs to be answered next year. Um, okay. I, I think, you know, we saw a sample size of what he was able mm-hmm. to accomplish and what he was able to do. Um, let's keep in mind, again, keeping all the way above, he started the rookie year hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he got injured in summer league and he came into he came he came out of Duke into the league, you know, injured and then he tried to play in the summer league. So I, I, I wouldn't even see him play, you know, seventy five plus percent of games before I make that decision. When he's healthy when he's Which on he the floor, I mean he 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 hasn't, but again, when he's healthy when he's on the floor, he's one of the he, he's one of the premier, you know, big men in this league. But unfortunately, he hasn't mm-hmm. been healthy on the floor long enough for us to be able to make that type of assessment. So for me, I think honestly, I will wait on offering him big time money. I will wait on trying to figure out if I'm going to invest long term in him. Um, because again, you can't help your club from the tub. And again, I said this earlier, he's played 82 games, and Greg Oden has played a total of 82 games, and he's out of the league somewhere writing blogs and talking crap about people on Twitter. I mean, I don't want that for Zion Williamson, but also, but 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 ultimately, that's where he's trending if he doesn't get this under control. Yeah, I mean, this should have been what his third year. I mean, he played twenty four his first year. Um, he played sixty one uh, games last year. Um, you know, this the shortened season, but he played most of that season. So, to your point, eighty five games by year three. I don't know if that's a strong enough sample size. I mean, but Mike, I'll ask you, but if you're the GM of the Pelicans, what do you do? Do you invest in Zion or, or, or how do you play this? I mean, generational talent, I, I, I think my answer right now is no, but you see if you can get him healthy. Yeah. I mean, but the other thing is, is I, I don't care like for that kind of talent. Um, if he's not going to come out of his pocket and spend, I am. He's going to have a personal chef. He's going to have a personal trainer. <laughs> he's going to have somebody with him on a regular. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do like the uh, I'll do like the Tennessee Titans did with Pac-Man Jones and have his own like security detail following him everywhere to watch mm. what he's doing. Um, because listen, you got to be careful in New Orleans, bro. Like, there's good food down there. <laughs> listen, I'm from there. I'm going to tell you that's the best food in the country, bro. And so. Uh, you look at it like, I mean, uh, this is a small market franchise. They're not going to attract a ton of free agents um, mm-hmm. down there to play. And so um, the, uh, that's the reason why I, I hesitate to say no right now. I want to see what happens. Um, if this were a franchise that I knew I could get some free agents to and whatever else, I would say absolutely not. Um, but I think you got to see if he can be healthy. Um, I'm, I'm concerned he's never going to be. It's going to be like a Greg Oden, Bill Lawson. And I kind of think, well, you're never really going to see their, um, his full potential. And so um, whatever you do, you better make the right decision because if you invest in him and it's not ready, then that franchise is going to go down this hole. They're already talking about how they get the second-rate treatment compared to what the Saints do down there. And um, this mm-hmm. is a city that lost a franchise once. Um, to Utah, and Utah wouldn't give them the name back, even though there's no jazz music in Utah, but that's another story for another day. Uh, that being said, um, you don't want to lose this franchise again because they may not ever get it back, and if you invest wrongly, um, it's, it's going to be the end of that franchise in the world. 
Yeah, it's a it's an interesting question, and you, you can't let a generational talent got to average what twenty seven points a game last year just walk. But if I'm investing in him, I'm investing in every aspect because he does put butts in the seats. Um, the attendance numbers are starkly different from when he's in the lineup than when he's not in the lineup or not on the court plane. But I I'm, I agree with you both. I'm investing in him as a player, but he's got to – I'll invest more part, part of his salary to get him everything he needs to get his body right. And and, and if he doesn't want to do it, then you know what? You can do it somewhere else. I, I, I would – Brandon Ingram plays. He's, he's just as – you know, he's just a talent that – doesn't get as much shine, but um, I, I would I would build around him before I, I build around somebody that doesn't want to take care of himself, just going to take the money and go. So, I mean, that's how I see it. But, uh, you know, it's a great discussion. Call at number 929-477-2759 with you for the next uh, little over 20 minutes, or under 20 minutes left. Um, <clears throat> I was going to talk about a little bit more basketball, but I think I'll save that for the cafe. Hopefully you guys can join us tomorrow on the cafe, nine o'clock Eastern standard time um, crossover cafe. Shameless plug. Um, I want to get to some, to, to some NFL news. Um, D hop is a uh, receiver for the Arizona Cardinals is not going to complete the regular season, respected to miss the rest of the re- regular season with a knee sprain. Um, looked uncharacteristically off in the Monday night contest against the Rams, which was a really good game. Um, missing, dropping some. I don't think I've ever seen him drop a pass. To be honest with you, I think the guy's got like stickum that just grows out of his hands. But um, you know, he he had a, a, a knee sprain in the Monday night game. They think he could get back for the playoffs. Um, so I mean, there's what five games left in the regular season, so he'll miss those games. Uh, Cardinals struggle at home. Um, in general, but you know they're still a you know you know one of the better teams. I don't think they're the one seed right now. I think they slipped to three or four, um, but they're still in, at, you know they're in the lead in their division. Um, serious, I'll start with you. Can the Cardinals weather the storm without Hopkins and take the division from a Rams team that looks like they're on the come? You know, it depends on the health and the, the availability of their players. Let's keep in mind, as you look at that game on Monday night, Kyle Murray went down and he was limping around. James Conner, mm-hmm. who has literally been a touchdown madman, he's been, you know, popped up on the, on the injury list and has been limping around. So, in my opinion, it depends on the availability of the rest of their players. If, you know, if I'm a betting man, and, again, I said this yesterday, based off of where I'm currently sitting – you know that I am. I'm saying no. I'm saying <laughs> no because I I, I I I don't believe in what I'm seeing over the past couple couple weeks that Kyler Murray's been in the lineup. He's been turning the ball over at an alarming clip. You don't have your premier weapon and DeAndre Hopkins on the field. Um, you don't know what you're getting out of AJ Green and Rondell Moore. You go pick up a free agent. That's what you created, but you make a trade for Zach Ertz and. You know, outside of a couple of dinks and dunks, he's non-existent. Um, so there's a lot surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I honestly think that the way this Rams schedule is set up, I, I think they may overtake them, thus making things very, very interesting for the Arizona Cardinals come playoff time, which may bold into their favor because they stuck at home and are undefeated on the road. So 
there's maybe more strategy mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah, you you never know. It could be, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know if they can. The Rams are looking like they're starting to figure it out. I think they won three straight. So, Mike, what do you think about the the Cardinals' chances without Hopkins to finish this season and, and take that division and possibly still get into the the number one seed in the in the NFC? They're not going to be the number one seed. Um, can they win the division? It's possible. Um, they've played a, a portion of this year without D-Hop already. I mean, D-Hop's not having one of his better years. Um, you know, Christian Kirk's made a few plays for him. The kid from uh, Purdue, Rondell Moore, they've got some other. A.J. Green has actually uh, been healthier. than I mean, A.J. Green might have played more games this year than he's played in the last decade. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens. But can they? Yes. Will they? Probably not. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I. I. I don't see them winning the division. To be honest with you, I see them falling back into a wild card. I, I mean, I'm looking at the Rams. Um, they got four games left. They got Seattle um, at home, which is a winnable game, obviously. That, but they go to Minnesota. You don't know which Minnesota team. You know, will the please will Vikings please stand up? Uh, the Ravens. You know, they got to go to Baltimore, but. You know, the the Baltimore, who knows what's going on with them as well. I mean, they've got a tr- tough stretch, uh, as we talked about yesterday's series, that you, you really uh, expertly brought up yesterday on the on the NFL free-for-all, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, shameless one. And then they got they end with the 49ers. So, I mean, you know, who knows? I, I think the Rams could be getting it together at the right time. Um, but, you know, it's it's not an easy road for them. But I I would I like their chances more than I'm looking at the Cardinals. I mean, even though the Cardinals got a, the Lions coming up, they got the Colts, they get, and they got the Cowboys in Dallas, uh, and then they got uh, the Seahawks as well. Um, so you know the Colts are playing much better. They, their defense is, is is really good. I think they got one of the better running backs in the league this year, and Taylor. So it's it's going to be a toss up. It's going to be a tough road for them. They got They better start winning some games. So. Let yeah, me ask you guys this question, just just just, just keep it in the buck with you. With DeAndre Hopkins out of the lineup, who do you have to fear, you know, on the Arizona Cardinals offense? Kyler Murray's banged up. He's throwing the ball mm-hmm. to anybody with a different color jersey on than him. He's hobbled, so he's not running around as much. Or he won't be running around as much like – who do you have to fear with the Arizona Cardinals right now? With DeAndre Hopkins not playing for the rest of the regular season, I think. I, I, think, I, I, I think. I think. I honestly think this is a bad situation for Arizona. I, I really do. The only Michael. answer right now is James Conner, who's having a very good year, and this is not the best situation for Arizona. They were close to the playoff picture last year, though. I will say. Uh, you know, this is uh, – Cliff Kingsbury has never been really a hard-nosed, tough guy. This team's got to continue to get tougher. Uh, you know, I, I do think the future is still bright for this team. Uh, Hopkins still got some time left in his career. Kyler Murray is still young. You got some other young guys on that team. The future is still uh, fairly bright for this team. And I think that uh, – but this year, I mean, it, it doesn't look great. And right, like I said, right now the answer has to be James Conner. And – I mean, you're a Steelers fan, serious, you know. Like, he shows flashes, but he'll break down, too. 
Yeah, I think I, I, I've never Carter. seen him play like. Go, go ahead. Yeah, his yeah, that was what I was like. He's hurt right now. Right, exactly. So I mean, you take him off the board. I I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think you brought in AJ Green to have to be the number one guy again, right? Um, is Kirk or Rondell more ready for that responsibility? Who knows? I honestly think you have. It's this is where Kingsbury has to earn that beautiful view that he had during draft day that he's got in Arizona, right? You got to earn that check. You got to figure out a way to weather the storm without your best receiver and your best offensive weapon outside the quarterback, right? Um, you got to figure out a way. You got you traded for Ertz. I think AJ Green could do some things. I don't know if he's that number one that we've seen is in in Cincinnati. I think you could tell me better than I, than I can. I think you've seen him twice a year out there. So, you know, serious, but, but even still, I think you got some weapons. They're not elite. They're not the elite of the elite. They're still pretty good. You got to scheme the hell out of this. You got to figure out how to put these guys in the best situation so that you can win some ball games. I mean, I actually agree with you. I mean, it's the, thing, the thing with A.J. Green, I, I, at this point in his career, he's a wonderful complimentary guy. He's a guy yeah, who yep. plays off of an elite number one guy, but he's not the guy. And uh, with DeAndre Hopkins once again being gone for the remainder of the regular season, you really can't force A.J. Green into being the guy. You can't force Wanda Moore, who is a gadget, gizmo type of player, into being the guy. You know, James Conner, you know, he got banged up in that game. You're going to, you know, activate Chase Edmonds, who has been out of the lineup for a, a certain period of time, and let's not act like the offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals is, you know, blowing cats off the ball, which is the reason why, in my opinion, Kyler Murray's banged up because he keeps taking too many hits. So he's not 100% healthy. Um, that defense mm-hmm. is giving up stuff like crazy, and you're going, and you read through the schedule. The Arizona Cardinals got to play the Dallas Cowboys on the road, which has again a decent offense who's able to move the football. You got to play um, the Seattle Seahawks, which is a divisional opponent where anything can go in that type of situation. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that this team's very had to earn that check because what was once working um, is no longer working for him. Um, do I think they make the playoffs? I, just, I think they make the playoffs. I think that uh, they end up as a wild card. And, again, luckily for them, they'll be on the road. And, you know, but I will say this, looking at the NFC playoff picture, so to speak, um, their teams are in the NFC are, are, are nice. I mean, you don't have a 10-11-1 team uh, in a wild card spot and have to go on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. So, you know, for for a team that started out with so much promise and so much expectancy, as they started rolling and rattling off these wins down the stretch, they're kind of starting to fizzle themselves out due to situations such as injuries and things of that nature. And you know, not to mention the COVID situation, which is a whole other ball of wax uh, for not just the Arizona Cardinals, but the whole NFL. So it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I mean, the Packers and the Bucks keep rolling. Listen, give the Cardinals credit, right? Give Kingsbury credit. When when his quarterback went down, they weathered that storm. Now you got another storm you got to weather without your, you know, your receiver that's accounted for over 33%, over a 30-year t- touchdown catches come from D-hop, right? 
So now you got to weather that storm too. So we'll see how they they, they maintain. Um, it'll be interesting to see. We got about ten minutes left, so um, I don't know. Um, you know, it's a, a lot of good discussions uh, going on here. Um, is there anything anybody else wants to put on the grill? I could I could cook something up, or you know, like you know, TP says with some seasoning. But you know, I I love to get you know anything that you guys want to talk about as well. No, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I, 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 we kind of hinted at it yesterday. I, I think I want to give it a little bit more shine. I think uh, we're talking about the NBA, the NFL, uh, and, and the NHL right now starting to see a spike in, uh, in, in the COVID cases. I think the NFL, what they're seeing is over 100 players since Monday have hit the COVID list. Uh, a lot of them, I think two-thirds of them are asymptomatic. But um, to what I've read, um, these, are, these are mild symptoms that are coming probably from the variant that if they weren't in tracing, in contact with people that tested positive, they, they had such small symptoms that you wouldn't have been able to, to, to detect it. So, um, but it is coming. The, the, the cases are starting to spike. Um, you know, I think the NBA are looking to talk about having more COVID testing in place, um, requiring their employees, not the players, but employees to, um, to test a little bit more often and to get the booster shot, uh, making that a requirement in the coming weeks. So, Michael, I'll come to you first, Mike. Um, you know, COVID is it's not going away. I think we still need to do our due diligence, but do you think the NF, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL? I think the um, I think it was the Devils in hockey that I had a oh no the Islanders had a rash of players that were um, that hit the COVID list. I, I think they had to forfeit some games for a couple of weeks. So, um, do you think these leagues can just you know weather the storm and keep pushing forward with the pandemic? That's my Christmas wish, but. <laughs> You know, uh, we've already seen the Bulls have to cancel a couple of games. Um, yeah. It doesn't look good, man. I mean, um, it's a couple of years ago the sports world stood still and things stopped, and I hope we don't get to that point. I hope people will take extra care, but I think uh, the only way that it's not going to happen is if they go back to what, you know, for example, baseball did a couple of years ago. Um, they're going to be have to be really, really restrictive in their movements on the road and whatever else. And, and quite honestly, these guys, uh, you know, a lot of professional athletes are entitled, so you may have to go to security and that kind of thing um, to kind of watch things and babysit these guys a little bit if it's going to happen. Otherwise, uh, you know, it, it concerns me for sure. I I, I mean. I certainly hope so. I really, I, I think that NFL at the very least will do everything in their power to make sure the 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 the, the season doesn't get canceled. But you can't you can't fight it. You know, you just have to protect against it. Serious. What do you think about um, the COVID spike in, uh, with the end, especially with what uh, Mike mentioned with the Bulls and and what's going on in the NFL and and, and just how, where do we where do you see it happen, going in the next couple of weeks? Um, here's the thing. So, both of you guys, if you know me, know my wife is a, is a CNA. She works in the hospital. She works in the medical field. So, she comes home every day. 
and kind of tells me what's trending and what's going on and mm. how to protect and arm myself and everything. Yeah, I'm very, very blessed. Um, and my wife said this, even before I jumped on the plane and, and, and came out here to, to Las Vegas for a couple of days, she goes, Aaron, um, be careful because the, the holidays are, are here with, with Thanksgiving and, you know, Christmas and New Year's and, you know, the, the variant is, is, is there, but there are people who are forgetting themselves and thinking that it's okay, that it is prudent to be in close quarters without precautions in place and wearing of the mask and things of that nature. Um, so I'm, she, she tells me she's seeing an increase of patience and seeing people uh, passing away and she's having to bag people up and things of that nature because they just decided to, because, you know, it's 2021 and not 2020 and um, everything's okay. And so unfortunately, based off of what we are seeing across Sports. I think a lot of people are sharing those same type of ideas and the same type of feelings. You know, we just came through Thanksgiving, um, and we, you know, bam, there's a spike in here. Is everything going on across sports? We're about to hit Christmas next week, and unfortunately, it wouldn't shock me if you know these numbers continue to rise or you know kind of stayed where they're at as opposed to going down and things of that nature, it wouldn't shock me, gentlemen, if by, you know, January, February, sports are shut down. It it wouldn't shock me because what's going on is people are forgetting to use common sense. People are forgetting to to, to use their mask and practice social distancing and, you know, whether you choose choose to not get get the vaccine that that's between you and your doctor, but at the end of the day, there are people who are choosing not to get the vaccine and, you know, choosing not to mask up and, and things of that nature, and it's causing this, this situation to, to, to spike, you know, and this, and this is without the Delta variant. This is without, you know, all the other factors that we have to deal with as, as this pandemic, you know, starts to, you know, move and do different things. So, Unfortunately, I think we are all in trouble. I think that sports, as, as we know it right now, um, I think I, I would say this: enjoy it for the next couple of months, next couple of days, next couple of weeks, because it wouldn't shock me if, if if the shutdown took place to kind of get everybody back to back to square one during that time that everybody's out of sports. It wouldn't shock me if you know intensive protocols of that nature are put in place um, as to resume. Um, but it is what it is because, you know, people or people have free will and people want to do whatever the hell they want to do. And you can't tell anybody anything regardless of what type of science or what type of anything that pops off. So this is the situation that we find ourselves in, you know, and it's tough for us as sports fans, it's tough for us as a country, it's tough for us as a community, but, you know, I can't tell you how to, you know, do and live your life and vice versa. So this is the situation that we find ourselves in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just be safe. My wife works in the medical field too, and she just tells me all the stories, man. It's like, just be safe, man. Just be safe. Um, uh, Mike, thanks for calling in. Give us a quick close as we get out of here and the callers cook out, man. 
Man, uh, come check us out on Clubhouse, uh, Barbershop on Clubhouse. We hit 3,000 and have a cash giveaway pretty soon. Uh, check out uh, Sports City Chefs, all the merchandise, all the shows, man. Cross over Cafe on Thursdays, the brunch on uh, on Sunday mornings with us tonight. And then uh, we got the football show on Tuesdays, lots of cool things going on, man. Thank you guys for having me as always. I'm hoping that uh, the Saints don't get killed too bad this weekend by the Bucks, and we still don't let the good times go. Hopefully, so everybody be safe so we can do that again one day, so we can all like uh, in the spring when we do, we can do the barbershop thing uh, in New Orleans and say they they laying up the cups. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming through, man. You hit those barbershops up, man. They they do great stuff over there. Serious, you know what to do, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, it's your boy Sears up in that four one two and the seven oh three. Such a pleasure to you know, to be here with you guys, you know, on site, on location out here in you know, seven oh two Las Vegas, man. It's such a privilege to be do what I do. Um and to be amongst you guys, you know, kicking it with C P and everybody, man. Listen some cats, but maybe next time we'll get the rest of you guys out here, man. But with that being said, check out the blogs, the merchandise, everything that, you know, my man Mike said. Um, I got a finger food that I've been slacking on doing, so hopefully when I get back home, I'll be able to have that out to you guys, man. But with that being said, man, I think you would say telephone to telephone to chef again. You know the rest, man. What's up, man? Your boy says I'll be good. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen, Sports City, get to the website, the blogs, the interviews. Uh, I haven't done my finger food. I really don't feel like doing it. I, I'm tired of talking about the Giants. Sirius keeps bugging me about the Giants. He knows I just don't want to talk about them. Uh, it's depressing. It's it's nauseating. Nobody wants to – listen, I'll probably get to it. But, yeah, I, I got to vent. But I got to talk. I got to tell my feelings. I got to let people know that it's real out there. But, listen, uh, Sports City, get to the website. You know, do all that good stuff. Like, subscribe on the, on the Finger Foods. But, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs. Kaboom, Sports City, Chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City, Chefs. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef. Yeah. Cats. Cats. Woo! Connecticut. <laughs>